You are listening to Fruit Salad, a series by Pastor Bay Allen on the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians. Good morning, church. Today we are in the seventh week of our series called Fruit Salad. We just have one more sermon to go after today. I can't believe we're already almost done with this series on the fruit of the Spirit uh, found in Galatians chapter 5. I encourage you to turn with me in your Bibles or an applicable app on your smartphone to that scripture reference. We're going to Galatians 5, starting with verse 22, in which we read, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Gentleness. Now, how many of you wake up in the morning contemplating how to be more gentle? I know it's usually right after, show me the coffee. You know, some people go running in the morning. I can't do that. I've tried. I don't like running enough. And I run. I've been running for a while now. Some of you may have seen me out and about in the neighborhood running. Um, Mostly I run in my basement on a treadmill, but I'm running. And I found out pretty quick that if you're going to be running or doing any kind of workout on a regular basis, you need some good dietary supplements. I figured this out because there are days where I'm just too tired, where I don't want to run. I'm tired. I'm weak where I just don't have the power. I had one of these days the other day, and you need good supplements. So I started taking these vitamins. I I have this B vitamin supplement that I take, and it it is supposed to aid with metabolism and fatigue. And I have to say, they don't taste very good, but they do help with the fatigue. Even with these extra vitamins, though, there are days where I still just don't feel like sticking to the plan. I just don't have the energy. I don't have the power. Perhaps you can relate. Today we're talking about a spiritual supplement, gentleness. You know, fruit of the spirit. We get a lot of vitamins from fruit. So a spiritual vitamin, a spiritual fruit supplement. I've I've titled today's message, Gentle Giants. I don't know if you spend much time thinking about this, but do you realize just how much power you have in Christ? I know I spoke last week about how God is bigger and that just when we think that we have God figured out, that God will transcend that understanding. But have you ever just reflected upon, even if it's not a complete picture, have you thought about how much power you have been given? These fruits of the Spirit, these these gifts from God. God has given us so much. There is so much for us to be thankful for. And I don't think we really scratch the surface of it. Not only understanding, but actually drawing from these gifts that we have been given. This awesome power that God has entrusted us with. So many of us, we, we let it go to waste, never being used for its intended purpose. It comes up in conversation in the most unexpected ways. You'll be talking to someone, all of a sudden you'll realize how much you you take for granted. Um, I know this happens to me. Someone says, I really wish I could go to Pittsburgh, but I have no way to get there. And you say to yourself, well, I have a car. I go to Pittsburgh all the time. You say this to yourself because in the midst of this conversation, to say this out loud would be salt in their wound. It would it would not be appreciated. They would not say, wow, you are so blessed to have a car to go to Pittsburgh all the time. Thanks for sharing. Aw, selfie. You know, they're not going to want to take their picture with you. That's not how this conversation would go. But what you do 
um, you, you kind of keep that in, don't you? But you do have that car. And you probably do take it for granted that you can hop in your vehicle in an hour, depending on traffic, the Liberty Bridge, if it's game day, any of those. You can be in the city walking the strip district or catching a game, doing a ducky tour, whatever, in about an hour. There are many people that, that don't have that luxury. You have been blessed. Okay, You have some power to do something. But so often, we take for granted these empowering blessings that we have. I'm going to talk about power for a second. I'm sure you've met someone in your life where their power goes in the other direction. Not They're not just not using it. They choose to abuse that which they have been given. The haves and the have-nots. You know, I have a car to go to Pittsburgh. In fact, I think I'll go right now. Sorry that you don't have a way to go to. It is so sad to be you today. I'm going to have such a good time. Toodles. You know, there are those that hold their power over the heads of less fortunate people. Not less blessed. You see, I believe we are all blessed. But we're not all blessed in the same way. And this is why there's great power in numbers. Power in the church is realized in its ability to share the resources that it has been blessed with. We have everything that we need. Maybe not on an individual level, but as a body of believers in Christ, we have everything we need because God sees to all of our needs. And God oftentimes sees to our needs through each other, through the various ways that we are all blessed collectively. That's power. And I keep talking about power this morning, and that's because that's what we've been given. We've been given great power. And any comic book fan can nod in agreement as we remember a very wise Uncle Ben saying to a very young Peter Parker, with great power comes great responsibility. We have great power. And as such, we have a great responsibility. What we do with that power, it matters. How we choose to use our energies matters. And today's message is about gentleness. It's called gentle giants because in many ways... That's what we are to be. We're to be giants. This is gigantic. The way that we have been blessed is gigantic. But what we choose to do with that power, that's where that, that's where that giant enters in. I still think back to uh, childhood story time, you know, getting ready for bed, hearing maybe Jack and the Beanstalk. I, I envisioned this giant that, that shakes the ground with every footstep. And these storybook giants, they're destructive, right? Storybooks, movies, destructive. I remember uh, watching King Kong, you know, this huge, gigantic um, ape uh, that just climbs the Empire State Building, swatting at fighter planes like flies at a picnic. That's power, powerful. The, the blessings that we have in Christ are gigantic. What are we going to do with these gifts that we've been given? According to the example of Jesus Christ, we are to be gentle, gentle giants. Jesus said in Matthew 21, 5, um, Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt the foal of a donkey. The king enters in. We all know a, a king when we see one, right? They have the crown. They, they have the robe, the guards, the scepter. They have the power to rule. And, and look at Jesus. The king comes in. Jesus could have come in like that if he wanted to, but Jesus shows us gentleness. Jesus comes in with gentleness. And I mean, this is gentleness in a nutshell. The king would be seated riding on this great, powerful horse, but instead... 
Jesus comes in on the foal of a donkey. But look at the power, you know. That donkey is able to carry the king is chosen to carry the king. You don't have to be this big, huge war horse to get the job done. Even a donkey can do it. Jesus brought this concept that there's power in gentleness as he entered the streets. Not just on a donkey, mind you, which is a common working animal, a blue-collar animal. We're looking at not just the donkey, but the colt, the foal, the young donkey is capable of carrying this majestic load, of ushering in the king, and not just the king, but the king of kings, the lord of lords. Wow, that's power. This is gigantic. I don't know what you think of yourself. If you think highly of who you are, of of what you're capable of, Maybe you look around and you see the superstars getting the job done and you you start to think that that's their place, but that's out of your league. Jesus says, no, it isn't. There is work to be done. And yes, a beautiful pedigree, purebred stallion can bring the king into the city, but so can the donkey. We don't have a king who focuses on abusing his power. We have a king who focuses on using his power by empowering his people. We have power through Christ. And something I want to talk about for just a second. As king, our king, we are to serve him. I don't know where you are with this understanding, serving Now, it's easy for us to think of Jesus as Savior, and oftentimes we'll we'll make a big list. Jesus saved me from this. Jesus saved me from that. I'm saved from sin. I'm saved from addiction. I'm saved from this bad thing and this bad way of thinking or living. And that's great. That's all true. You are saved from those things. Don't forget it. But after a while, I hope that you go deeper. Saved from is scratching the surface. Eventually, as we mature in our faith, in our fullness of faith, we start to change our way of thinking. Not just what we are saved from, but what are we saved for? What do you feel you are saved for today? Figure that out. Because you have not only been set free from the powers of this world, but you have been given this gigantic power through the Holy Spirit for this world to become a better place, for this world to experience God. That's where you find your service. Figure that out. We all have power. And we weren't given this power to hold it over the heads of the less fortunate or those that are fortunate in some other area, blessed in some different way. We weren't given power for that. We are able to treat our power with gentleness. We don't have to fight or try day after day to maintain our power, our our ability to influence others or our strength, but to realize just that our power comes from God. It's not our power. We are to use our power for the betterment of others, not to see our own agendas or ensure our own supremacy. This is God's power that we are just stewards of. We are stewarding. God gave this power. And the gentle person gives that power back to others, offers it for others. That's the image of the Christ, our king, entering in on a little donkey. The thing about power is that power is useless if you don't use it. 
Yes, you can you can put whatever you want on a shelf and not touch it for the next 10 years. You own it. It is yours. It is part of your collection. It is so valuable. But you do nothing with it. And then one day you pass away and your kids try to figure out uh, what to do with all this stuff. Meanwhile, you have it on your shelf and your neighbor is in need. Your power is not doing anything on that shelf. But it could be doing what it is designed for. It could be being put to good use. If you, if you hand it to your neighbor, they could use it. I'm only saying this because this is what Jesus showed us. The Bible says you want to find your life. You want to truly be alive. Feel that rush of this is what I was made to do. This is what I meant to be. The Bible says lose your life. Lose the way this world tells you to live. This way of life where it is all measured by how well you do and how much you have to show for it. Lose that and follow Jesus. That's where you'll find gentleness. I'm still trying to do this. I still have stuff that I need to get rid of in my life. Stuff is not just physical. We have our our physical things, but it goes deeper. Anything that gives us a sense of accomplishment or power... The Bible says you want to you want to find your life lose your life. You see Jesus saved us from the darkest parts of our lives for the brightest future of his provision. I'm going to say that again. Jesus saved us from the darkest parts of our lives for the brightest future of his provision. But Jesus as savior is only part of this. Jesus Christ is Lord. Will you serve your king? Will you submit to your king? Will you give what you have been given to see the will of the king carried out? These are the questions we should ask. And the reason that we ask questions is because we have choices to make with all of this power. I'm going to give you an acronym for power. As we look at what it means to be not just powerful, not just these destructive, powerful giants uh, that step off of a beanstalk and the ground quakes. Instead, let's see what it looks like to have power as a gentle giant, one that submits, one that shares their power to see the world become a better place. This acronym, I stole it from John Maxwell. I don't think he'll sue me. Uh, He's a great leader, a great man of God. And the acronym looks like this. Um, You spell out the word power and it's personality. Outlook, words, expectations, and response. Now we need to realize that the entirety of this acronym falls under the context of acknowledging Christ as Lord, submitting to the Lordship of Christ in our lives. First, personality. Um, not, Not to try and change who we are, but to submit who we are, to give ourselves to the service of the King. Um... God is in control. We acknowledge this and it frees us. We can we can be more gentle because we don't have to fight to maintain the power. It comes from God to be used for God. This power is not ours and God can use us, our quirks and all. Second is outlook. We allow our motives to shift. We work for the benefit of others instead of looking out for number one. Uh, we become more understanding the other night, at, uh, we had a charge conference in our church, and our district superintendent, Joel Garrett, uh, shared an example of how if you ask people at this one company what they do, they say, oh, we make computers. Uh, 
And if you ask the workers at this other company, they respond, we're changing the world. That's outlook. The self fades away. You look beyond yourself and use your power for the betterment of the world, to change the world. So your outlook. Next in this power acronym is WORDS. Now, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is one of the biggest lies that we have ever accepted as truth. Words hurt. We look around us. Depression rates are larger than they have ever been. Suicide rates higher than they have ever been before, usually because of something that was said or tweeted or posted on Facebook. Words are powerful. So submit your words. When we speak, we're to be as the oracles of God, the Bible tells us. Submit your words. We can't tame the tongue. It's a fiery dart that affects our entire existence. James chapter 3 goes into this a little bit. We can't control it, so give it to God. That's our words. Next is E, expectations. God is in control. Once again, the Lord of our lives, and we should live in the realm of surprise parties. Okay. I say this because everyone loves a good surprise party. It catches you completely by surprise. You hear people say, it went beyond expectation. All expectation. Um, Expectations are good. It's like reaching the end of a roller coaster. You see it coming, but sometimes it's also good when you pull up. It's at the end of the ride, you know, the very end of the day. They're getting ready to close the park, and the ride attendant says, there's no one else in line. You want to go again? Yes. That goes beyond expectation. When you don't expect things to go a certain way, when you when you don't use your energy to ensure that they go a certain way, you can use your power in a different way. And again, you have been set free from this worry for something else. God has big plans for you and the power that you have been given. Finally, in this acronym are RESPONSE. Proverbs 16.32 tells us, Better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. The gentle giant doesn't respond or react or throw a tantrum. This one is so hard. Oftentimes we see this blended with words in this acronym, with the taming of the tongue, because that's usually the first thing to go when we respond. (laughs) Explicative, cuss, cuss, you son of a, and finishing that sentence is not usually loving God, right? The gentle giant doesn't respond like that. Jesus showed us another way. Jesus showed us that um, there's another way. He showed us this with the turning of the cheek. And I've had conversations and people say that shows that he is weak. How can anyone think for a minute that turning the other cheek shows weakness? They need to check themselves. That is hard to do. To calmly respond in gentleness is hard to do. It takes great power. That is power under the control of God. We can't do it on our own. We've been given great power, and a great responsibility is ours. We get to choose. Will I be gentle or judgmental? Will I be a giant, reckless, shaking the ground, destroying houses that get in my way? Or will I be a gentle giant, helping others, caring for my community with my energies, with my resources? with my blessing? Will I submit to the Lordship of Christ in my life? Say, I am yours. You saved me, not only from something, but 
for something today. God, I want to see what that something is. Show me. Use me. God, I am yours. We get to choose how we use this power. Gentleness is not normal. God's grace allows us to be gentle. But we have to choose to be gentle. We have to submit to be gentle. But we can be gentle. We have been given enough power to be some gentle giants, my friends. Making the world a better place, one blessing at a time. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we just thank you for the way that you you give us power. You give us such awesome, just this endless power that we have. We can only scratch the surface of it, but you've given it all fully to us. We pray that you will use it in ways that we can't even comprehend or contain. We pray that you will just guide us and direct us, that you will um, provide for us, inspect us, project us into this gentleness that you have given us. I want to be more gentle. To be gentle is to, to use to show strength without using strength. I want that. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, grant us gentleness. Amen.